Hi everyone, this is Natalie and my co-host Dawn from MySerenity.com. Thanks for joining us for our monthly segment, Serenity Sunday. It's on the last Sunday of every month and it's a short spiritual forecast founded in intuition. Let us reconnect with your serenity. Hi guys, thanks for joining us for this month's Serenity Sunday. Dawn and I have something very special planned for you, don't we Dawn? Yes we do! It is my favorite month of the year, aside from my birthday month. It is October, or like I call it, Spooktober. Um, and so we're going to talk to you guys today about spooky stuff, like superstitions and spirits and the unknown. Ooh, right? Yes. <laughs> I like this. This is a good topic. <laughs> I am really excited to just chit-chat about all this kind of stuff. And I'm warning you guys, if you've listened to any of our other Serenity Sundays or My Possibilities, this is not going to be like that. If you don't want to hear us get silly, <laughs> then you should probably tune off now, right? <laughs> yep. Sorry, not for you. <laughs> not for you. Yeah, this is, we're going to, we're going to get really goofy. Um, but we're also going to try, we're also going to try and explain some of the things that surround, um, Halloween and October and fall and some of the other things that have to do with this season. And um, if you got the my periodical from Dawn and I and everyone else at My Serenity, you saw that we were talking about change this month, right? Yeah, a, a lot of change, just like the leaves, just like mm-hmm. the weather and everybody getting sick for some reason. I don't know why everyone's getting ill. <laughs> getting ready for the winter I don't know but this this is a season for change and that's kind of going to be our theme as we talk about the spooky stuff and and the superstitions because uh to change requires you to sort of think differently critically than you have before right and with superstitions there is a place there where the core function is going to be the skepticism surrounding the concept of whatever it is you're doing it's it's it has to work on its own you have to believe in something for it to succeed kind of in the same way we're talking about with change you have to believe in change for it to Mm. succeed right i agree yeah so we're gonna (laughs) that's definitely one of the things yeah um we're going to cover just three, I think, like three or four uh, spooky superstition sort of things that you might know. We tried to think of really big ones that are known around the world or at least have different meanings in different cultures. And so put your skepticism hat to the side and dig deep as we talk about black cats and black birds. <laughs> Um, you know the superstition behind black cats, right? I think I think everyone does. I mean, if you don't, then well, that's just sad. But like <laughs> spoopy, I want to get spoopy. So when I think of black cats, that's the first thing I think of. Just spoopy. totally, yeah. it's just one of those really well-known and cliche kind of superstitions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to own two black cats. I was very 
into black cats um they come up a lot in culturally based bits of folklore um they come up in movies you know like dawn said they they are they are synonymous with spooky stuff and bad luck right they're bad luck if a, if a black cat crosses your path it's bad luck yeah, and it's kind I mean, of go ahead it's it's uh, I I can't I remember it, you reminded me of someone said something of, where they even combined something that had to do with a superstition I can't remember what country it was from where a black cat and a ladder even like a black cat walking mm. under the ladder or you walking past the ladder and then a cat walking under the ladder I mean <laughs> that's I mean that's a whole bunch of stuff that's a lot you're stacking <laughs> you're stacking stacking superstitions there right just maybe you can, yeah. you cancel each other out like if i send this black cat under the ladder and then i walk it'll be fine um and this is kind of where the phrase scaredy cat comes from that for whatever reason people have been scared of cats and especially black cats um you know everyone has probably seen the classic witch and her black cat in movies and TVs. Um, and the thing with it that I don't like the most is that people just don't want to be around black cats no matter what time of the year it is. <laughs> like, just it's true. no time of the year is it okay for you to, to cross a black cat or have it cross your path. And what we learned when we were doing some research is that in South Korea, some birds, you know, and the crows are seen as bad luck as well and are kind of like the ravens here, right? Yeah, that's right. And crows and ravens both, they get a really bad rap when it comes to superstition for meaning so many different things like uh, plagues, death, um, Mm -hmm. bad luck is another one, wars, uh, loss. There's just so many different things that people attribute that to and i think that has a lot to do with the symbolism of it you know you get a message birds fly you get that message in comes you know this this raven that that reminds me i was at in a parking lot of walmart the other day and a raven actually landed on someone's car i don't know where and uh i actually took some pictures with my phone and it was a lot of people were looking at this raven. This mm. is prime sort of kind of <laughs> what is what is this? You know, we're, this? we're talking. Yeah, about yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's that's kind of you know we're gonna get into where superstitions come from a little bit more, but it really is the mindset that we've created as a culture, and that culture is usually varied based on where you're located what sort of things hold certain meanings. In some cultures, they don't care about black cats. They don't care about ladders. Um, you know, we, we know certain numbers, um, like in Japan, the number four also sounds like the word death. So that's avoided like it is our number 13. Um, in terms of the birds, you know, in, in the UK, there's an old British superstition that says that six ravens must at all times be in the Tower of London or the crown will fall. We know that's not true. <laughs> the crown already fell. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> we we know that's not true because I don't think that six ravens have just been hanging out in the Tower of London at all times. But that is something that gets passed on and that people 
sort of take a look into. And like with the cats, it depends on the association. You know, like you said, everyone was stopping and staring because they're probably freaked out, I'm guessing. Yeah, and it was it was a large raven. Mm. Uh, I know that some ravens, they generally travel in pairs, I think. They don't travel like crows, which is a whole group. They mm-hmm. travel either alone or with another, and it was all alone in this highly dense area of people. It just la- mm-hmm. I think it was like a little smart car that it landed on. And I remember oh, thinking okay. to myself, oh, that guy's not going to want to get in that death trap. <laughs> he just and, had a rape land on his car. <laughs> and remember, I think a group of crows is actually called a murder. So, yes. yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's, it's all, it's all based on, you know, what you know, what you think. And, um, you know, black cats and, and birds and ravens, like, don't give them such a bad rap. Like, just, you know, they're just kitties. <laughs> they're, they, they're not, there's, to me anyway, there's not, I didn't have any more bad luck owning two black cats. Or maybe that's because, again, they cancel each other's luck out. I don't know. Um, instead, yes. well, most of these, most of these superstitions, they all have like some kind of lore. There's some kind of symbol. <laughs> there's something behind them that is, ever present in like the human psyche you know what i mean so mm-hmm. we hear all these stories of fantasy fairy tale grim is one of my favorite uh i love to read grim fairy tales and all of them they, there's always some kind of lesson and always something people we just were killers for for symbolism and we're gonna see that and we go oh oh and is that a message is there something deeper here it's mm-hmm. it's a, it's all about beliefs you know Beliefs. And I like, you know, I love Grimm's tales too. And one of the things I like most about them is that if you've ever read any of them and then read what they get kind of washed out to being for the general public, they're so much more different. They're so much darker and scarier and kind of creepy in the original form. And then they take out all the elements that they're like, ah, maybe that's going to freak people out too much or kids won't understand that or et cetera. And it kind of gets thumbed down. It's the same story but they've taken out all the elements of it um i think that make it more of a tale and so it becomes more of a fairy tale or you know becomes more happy when they take out those parts um so celebrate black cat appreciation day every august 17th um don't just buy a black cat for halloween and then you know give it away before t- you hit two weeks into November. Don't do that. I've seen people do that. Um, it's not. It's not nice. Yeah, it's not nice. Like you'll you'll see it. They t- you know they tell you at the shelters if you're getting this cat around this time of the year, please don't just throw it out. Bring it back if you're gonna do that. Like we'd rather have it back here than to see it out on the street. Um. So yeah, Black Cat Appreciation Day. Yes. Um. <laughs> I the really- next. we're gonna remind you we'll send out a tweet to everyone like black hat appreciation day um my next one that i really really love and maybe it's because this is a passion of mine is photography um is the superstition surrounding that if you have your photograph taken it will steal your soul right Oh, this superstition. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, everyone kind of heard that. But I'm not sure 
you know, a long time ago, I think photography was such a, a big deal. You had to sit in one spot for like 10 minutes. You had to, you know, they had the special paint they had, they had to use to do, use reflectives. And I think it was a whole ordeal last time, you know, when, when photography first started and they sort of just built on that, but it's, it's really easy to dismiss as it seems really simplistic now, but if you just think carefully about what functions this does to exercise our critical thinking skills, you will come to a realization with this, I think, that it's, first of all, you have to acknowledge that if you believe in the superstition, that then you believe that you have a soul to be stolen, right? Oh, okay. I see where you're going. I see where you're going with this. <laughs> because, yeah, bring it back to my serenity, guys. <laughs> um, if you can't, if you, if, you, if you don't believe you have a soul worth stealing, then the photograph isn't going to steal your soul because you've got nothing to steal. But if you're afraid of that, if that's a thought in your mind, ask yourself, like, why do I think that? And, and does that mean I think I have a soul or I think that, you know, even if it's completely ridiculous, if it creates any type of fear within yourself, I would say that's something worth looking at. Um, you know, it's funny because, because I think about artists, you know, how they would paint portraits back in the day, uh, way back, you know, because they didn't have cameras. And mm -hmm. I think, to myself like what was the difference between having this little piece of technology that they had that they were using and someone using their hands to actually create the portrait of what they see standing in front of them what about those two things makes a person think their soul is being stolen is it because it looks like a piece of technology is it because it's not the human hand I don't know is there something about that inside there um I think, you know, and this could be, again, we're talking about spooky stuff. This could be a technological thing. This could be um, anything. But if you've ever seen any sort of old film and even new, like, cameras, if you catch the right light, like, sometimes you get unexplained shadows or blurs or, you know, doubles or something. That used to happen to me a lot when I used to film. I'd get doubles. I would forget to wind my film and I'd take two pictures that ended up overlaying on each other. Um, I think that that unknown piece of how did this image get distorted when as you said it's if you paint you know how it got distorted the artist distorted it you watched him mm -hmm. um but something happened within this machine that you couldn't identify that would make the picture turn out differently and i know if you look online just look up like spooky photographs <laughs> or or a scary photographs, like you will see some really freaky stuff. Granted, a lot of them are fakes. The ones that aren't are kind of weird. Um, I had some fun looking at them while I was researching this a little bit. And so this belief, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't just touch people. People used to think this about objects as well, that if you, if you take pictures of certain objects and then something might happen to this object. It's, it, photographs have always been weird, and I think it's because 
again, I don't think a lot of people are familiar with the technology of the inner workings of a camera. Maybe because I did photography, I'm not so scared uh, <laughs> about photography. Um, <laughs> with paintings, though, like the eyes follow you. That's more creepy than any blur or shadow on oh, my yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is yeah, crazy. like I'm I'm more concerned with that. Um that to me is I don't know. I don't know. Like that seems scarier than a shadow. Yeah. A shadow, I'm like, that's light. <laughs> that's fine. Um but I'm pretty sure that's called like a, a trump a trump lay or something. It's the French word. Yeah, it's when those eyes follow you from pictures <laughs> and it's... well it was some paintings you there are if you if you look up online you can find you know just google haunted painting on a painting there's so many stories and curses and about around paintings that some people have owned things happening when they own those paintings people who painted them when they were in a specific state there seems to be more around that like a superstition mm -hmm. around owning a cursed painting you know uh, all these things happening around it but you never really hear anybody talk about how they owned a cursed photograph you know what i mean you guys like, you can tell that dawn was not i didn't ask for dawn's help when i was doing this she has a much better spooky thing than, <laughs> than photographs she's she's got a much more spooky thing that's true like i've seen i've seen things where people have had a painting and there's been fires and everything except this painting gets caught on fire and then you have to be like well what the heck is that about um so yes no no photographs are stealing your souls i can't say the same thing about these creepy paintings now that dawn has brought that up and back to my attention again um that wasn't on my list but my critical thinking skills are going downhill <laughs> it is it is it is creepy. Um the next thing we'll talk about is the superstition of knocking on wood or as they say in some other places, touching wood. Um you've heard about this, right? And yeah, where does that actually come from? I don't know. I have no idea. Well I I Wikipedia'd it because that's where all the internet's knowledge is. And it told me that it, this was part of German folklore where supernatural beings were thought to live in trees and could be invoked for protection. And so some pagans thought that the trees were homes of fairies and spirits and other, like, you know, mystical creatures. And so they would knock on the wood to request good luck or to even make other evil spirits, you know, get confused. And so you will touch wood or knock on wood to prevent evil spirits from following you or hearing what you're talking about or to let the, the wood spirit, I'm using air quotes here, know that you're looking <laughs> for protection. Um, and this this was all over the world. This was in Egypt and Romania and Bulgaria, Italy, Poland. It was it was in a lot of places that people touch wood and knock on wood. That's really and crazy. Do we do we have as much wood stuff as we used to nowadays? Like whenever I see someone do that now, I'm like, that's actually a glass table. It's not wood. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's, a, that's MDF. <laughs> that's an ikea table um 
Well, you know, that's actually crazy because people, it feels like it's so ingrained. I've seen people who never would look this up, never think of knocking on wood and the origins of it and where it came from. They just, I mean, it's like it goes around jinxing even. People like, oh, don't don't jinx me. You know, uh, that Mm -hmm. reminds me, jinx poke, you owe me a Coke. Like that was one that um, (laughs) when I was young, I was like, why is saying something at the same time, you know? Oh, consum- oh yeah, jinx, double jinx, yep. Jinx. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's the thing. Some researchers at the University of Chicago did some superstition research, and they were talking about the deep psychological roots behind why superstitions, like knocking on wood and... Um, you know, throwing salt over your shoulders and things like that, why these sort of rituals and superstitions are so prevalent cross-culturally. And they found an odd, you know, similarity, which is a lot of these have to do with undoing or preventing bad luck. Like we were saying, the black cat, you don't want it to cross your path because you don't want that bad luck but you do want a four-leaf clover to bring you luck. And so a lot of it seems to be surrounded around anticipated negative outcomes because they either involve avoiding certain actions or pushing away bad luck. And (laughs) I think you and I both agree that we don't, I don't know about you, Dawn. I don't believe in luck. Uh, Bad luck, like bad luck and good luck. No. I, yeah. I think that I, th- I am very much a, of the creator mindset that you create reality for how you want it to unfold. Um, luck, you know, some people, you, I've heard people say luck is just another word for karma. Like I've heard people say that. Um, but in terms of like the old school idea of this is, I was born unlucky. I feel like those mm. kinds of things put you in a really demotivating state in your life if you really believe you're unlucky if you believe you have a cloud following you around (laughs) then okay you're gonna have that you know because Uh, that is what you're at i'm laughing because dawn knows and i won't say it but dawn knows that i have a tattoo to represent my bad luck to me in my mind i got this about 10 years ago because i was convinced i had bad luck and so i was like i'm gonna own it i'm gonna own this bad luck um, <laughs> I don't think that helped any, I don't think that helped anymore. Um, me have any good or bad luck. It just was a tattoo that I have to explain all the time. Um, so I'm okay tempting fate because like Dawn said, this is, I'm in charge of my own fate. And so the research showed exactly what I would expect anyway, that superstition rituals don't change any actual outcomes but they change our perceptions of outcomes. Dawn was just saying, if you think you're unlucky and you think you're born unlucky, then essentially you'll look for signs that you were unlucky, right? Yeah, and reinforce that. You reinforce that that fairy tale that you want to live in. You reinforce that, you know, going on and on like, well, this happened again. So uh, that just reinforces my story of being unlucky. So I guess I truly am unlucky. Knock on wood. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Me too, <laughs> but in the same respect, then if you think you're lucky, then you kind of will live in that mindset as well. Right. 
yeah where you kind of look for things and you're like yeah i'm lucky um i don't <laughs> i'm not telling you guys not to believe in luck if that's your jam do it i don't believe in luck i feel like uh i did at one point obviously and i've proven myself wrong all it took was a tattoo to get that um you are always in charge of your own destiny. And this is where superstition sort of get a hold of you because it's all about your mind. So even if you don't consider yourself particularly superstitious, think about something small. Like if you say bless you when someone sneezes, think about where that came from. That was, that was just in case the devil wanted to steal your soul, right? During a yes. sneeze. I like to think that the devil is waiting for us to sneeze. That he's just hiding out on the sidelines like, oh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to this pepper shop. And when people start sneezing, I'm going to get so many souls. <laughs> <laughs> I've just got like a jar. Like, yeah. He, yeah, he's it. just there. But like, if he's, if he's the devil, if like, again, we've got to, we got to break these down. If you believe in the devil and you believe in, again, having your soul stolen, like, I hope he has some little tricks and waiting for you to sneeze. Um, it seems it seems like he should have some greater powers than that. But you know, things like the thirteenth floor. You know, if you label it floor fourteen, I always sit in the thirteenth row if I can of flights because they're usually cheaper because no one wants them. Um, people like renaming. Yeah, like. They like renaming and trying to trick their brains because if even though you're in the elevator and it goes 11, 12, 14, 15, 16 for floors, guess what? The 14th floor is still technically the 13th floor. <laughs> okay? Like you didn't, you but just your mind didn't see the number 13. And so it said, this is safe, right? And that's where the skepticism and the analysis of things like these extraordinary claims and these superstition beliefs come from. It's that if we just break them down, break down these paradoxes and these uncertainties and these assumptions, it's really easy to kind of be like, I'm being very silly, <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. Without and it and it helps to be curious. I think that sometimes people we just kind of oh, huh, you know, that's fine. Everybody does that. We just go oh, we say that 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 knock on wood thing, whatever. Uh, but if you actually look, if you go in and you say okay, it's it's a it's all about that belief. And when you have some more evidence, especially with things like this, you you, you research the origins and you go mm -hmm. oh, hmm. That's interesting. You, and you'll probably still say it, but I find it more interesting that even when we have evidence, we still do those things. Isn't that spooky? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely, that's definitely spooky. And, and so many of these, you know, what I found going through them and trying to figure out which ones I wanted to talk about today, what I found was so many of them have to do with the fear of your soul or loss of your soul. And... Um, I think that that speaks to a larger thing, that fear is the main source of superstition. And one of the main sources of holding you in that mental pattern. And so you have to first conquer that fear so that it won't have a grip on you, if that makes sense. 
Mm. So, but spooky. Yeah, fear is spooky. It's unknown. It's always unknown. So, you know, the superstitions of today are just the scientific facts of tomorrow. I'm sure when they were talking about wood fairy sprites, they didn't realize that we were going to be able to make IKEA furniture. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm sure when they were, you know, painting creepy, no, we can't do that creepy painting ones that one can't be explained the photograph one though i'm sure that they <laughs> didn't realize you're gonna be able to explain how light came into mirrors and did all this so just you know think about your superstitions that you have even if you don't think you have any like don said even if it's something that's so ingrained in you that you don't recognize it as a superstition ask yourself where that comes from and if you don't know where the literal superstition comes from go look it up these are so interesting it's it's interesting to know why we do the things we do and and what they still mean to us after all this time well thanks for joining us for our superstitions spookiness and spirit serenity sunday try to say that five times fast <laughs> we will see you guys next month and we promise we'll be back on our serious game and happy halloween or you know fall equinox or whatever it is you're celebrating and don't forget superstitions are probably just all in your head bye guys bye Stay connected with us on the web via our site, mysoulrenity.com. Follow us on Instagram for inspirational posts at my.soulrenity on Facebook as mysoulrenity. We're also on Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest, and Core. Subscribe, follow, like, and do all those things that make your soul happy.